Hello everyone, I am Atul, your podcast host and you are listening to the very first episode of Kabanama, Everything Tech and Money. If you are a tech geek, want to be a tech entrepreneur, a product manager or just want to keep yourself updated, this podcast is for you and you should consider subscribing to it through the platform of your choice. I am very excited today to take you through the stuff I have planned for this very first episode. In this episode, we are going to talk about Tencent and WeChat. The real global tech giant of 21st century may not be Google, Facebook or Amazon, it would be Tencent. It is one of the tech powerhouses of China, the world's most populous country. It is more valuable than Facebook and unlike Google, Facebook, Twitter, it has diversified source of revenues and is not fully dependent on advertisements. Behind the scenes, it has been steadily investing across companies like Tesla, Reddit, Uber, Lyft, Epic Games, Snapchat and so on. After all, owning a slice of potential billion dollar companies can give you money as well as data for your next investments. Want to know more? Keep listening to the podcast till the very end where I have a certain giveaway for the interested one. But first, let us start with the major news updates from the tech world. Amazon recently announced its next version of Echo Smart Speakers and has shifted to spherical design. It also announced launch of its gaming service called Luna, complementing Twitch, its streaming service. Several new offerings from Ring were also announced, including car cameras and a drone that flies inside your home. In the ongoing tech war, US has imposed export restrictions on top Chinese chipmaker SMIC, fearing that it's diverting its chips and other products for military use. In US, the TikTok case went to the federal court over Trump's decision to ban the app from fresh downloads, but it was able to receive a temporary injunction. There are still no signs that a deal with Oracle might get closed as ownership of data and source code still remain an open issue. Spotify and Match.com, the owner of dating app Tinder, have joined hands with others like Epic Games to create an advocacy group that is protesting against the App Store policies of Apple, which includes charging 30% commission on all app payments. By the way, Google also announced the mandatory use of its Play Store billing for Android apps. Apple is supposedly going to launch the next version of its iPhones with 5G capability in next month. It'll include iPhone 12, iPhone 12 Max and iPhone 12 mini. Now back to our Tencent story. What is this Tencent and why does it matter? Let me first run you through the background of Tencent. Tencent was founded in Shenzhen, China in 1998. It has more than 1.2 billion users, which is 15% of world's population using WeChat during any given month. And its mobile payment services process more than 2 billion payments per day. It is the world's largest gaming publisher with games like PUBG and its kitty. Its businesses derive around 57% of revenues from value-added services, where users can purchase avatars across games and social networks. It also sells music and video subscriptions. 26 percent of its revenues come from payment businesses which includes mutual funds, insurance, loans, etc. where they take a fixed percentage of transaction value as their fee. And only 16 percent of revenues is by showing advertisements and video ads to the users. Unlike global giants where entire revenue is supported by advertisements, Tencent has lot of scope for expanding their revenue stream. How did Tencent become this big? 
Tencent has its roots in the first successful cross-platform chat product called ICQ that was created in Israel in 1996. The founders of Tencent copy-pasted it and launched the Chinese version called OICQ, which became a sudden hit in China. Parent company of ICQ, Mirabilis Software, was soon bought by AOL and it forced Tencent in a copyright claim to change the name of software from OICQ to QQ. There were few reasons for the success of ICQ. ICQ was first in many respects. It could tell you when your friends or family were online. The software had network effects, which means that the incentive of using the software grows as more of your friends start using the software and as a result more people start using it. The effect just keeps on multiplying. Also in the 1990s, the global technology sector was nothing but booming. Windows 95 had released, the technology had become accessible to everyone. Companies had also started providing services which were free to use like free email accounts. Marginal cost of extra users was dropping to zero as processing powers of servers started increasing. Few factors also played in the favor of Tencent. China had undertaken several massive projects like development of Shenzhen from fishing town to a special economic zone which had led to its sudden boom. China had also started the Golden Bridge project which was the blueprint for developing commercial internet backbone in the country. The founders of Tencent used to work directly with the telecom authorities and could see the scale at which electronics industry had shifted its base from Hong Kong to Shenzhen. The government was now promoting IT-based companies to grow, which was a good sign for future of that sector. Also, Tencent had the first mover advantage in China, and it could duplicate the network effects of ICQ in China. China was just not on any company's expansion graph, as there was a market entry barrier in terms of language, and the value of users was very low due to low spending power. Although there were 2.1 million users, but not of much use to the companies, the Chinese advertisement market had still not developed, and there was software piracy. The Western companies preferred expanding to Europe or Americas first. In 1998, personal computers were still limited in China, and people majorly used cyber cafes. This also proved to be a boon for Tencent, as the software once downloaded could be used by anyone. By 2001 and 2, the bubble in US tech market had burst and many companies had closed. In China, Tencent was also facing challenges. They had used the early funding acquired from venture capital firms. South African firm Naspers came as a lifesaver for Tencent as it agreed to invest 32 million dollars for a 46% stake in Tencent and provided them with a new lifeline. This was similar to the 20 million investment of SoftBank in Alibaba, which also became very successful. Although people were using using Tencent's chat system but it was still not able to generate much revenue they could not risk charging for software as competition could crop up very easily from 2002 onwards Tencent kept on getting inspired by the successful global products and kept on copy pasting them in China it copied a korean company cyworld and found a way to make money by selling virtual goods like tickers and avatars Tencent launched gaming, search engines, social networking websites, and even a copy of PayPal, all based on winner ideas from South Korea, US, and Japan. They also started copying winner South Korean games. Market affinity helped them there. They realized that market was shifting from paid games to free-to-play games, and they could ensure steady supply of new games as well as profits if they invested in the gaming startups working on those models. 
Hence, they made their big investment in Riot Games, the publisher of League of Legends in 2008. By 2008, the company was already among the top three most visited websites of China. The mobile internet was already on a rise with the launch of smartphones and the cheap Chinese handsets. For many people in China, their mobile phone was the first personal device to connect to the internet. Tencent had also started investing in other successful models of the West, like Kingsoft, JD.com, and Sogo its biggest revenue stream through the early 2000s had been value added services making over 70% of its total revenue and the rest contributed by online advertisements and e-commerce by 2010 tencent had started to face competition from alibaba and others which were providing similar offerings in order to survive and for long term growth tencent had to evaluate new business offerings copying and imitation could lead them to this far only and now the business demanded innovation but what is innovation it can also be incremental improvements or incorporating ideas from different domains ma huteng also known as pony ma the co-founder of tencent has always told in his interviews that innovation is the result not the cause one small group evaluated such innovations and came up with the idea of vision which later came to be known as wechat the company by then still hadn't been able to tap user data or contextual advertisements they realized mobile would be leading the next wave as traffic to their websites had already indicated that they also created an app store for android making them privy to the overall app data as well as in which app is trending which is getting massive hits and they could act as a gateway to the user preferences wechat first became popular once it added the ability to send virtual red packets to friends similar to exchanging gifts during new year confident that mobile was the next big thing the company started integrating all existing services and the user adoption kept on growing due to the ease of access and availability of other services tencent combined the best of everything into single app once they received the license for their online bank they also started offering fintech products into wechat like loans insurance etc in parallel they were expanding globally through investments in gaming companies as well as investments in other tech startups like app based transportation electric cars fantasy gaming edutech and even another super app like bojack in all tencent has invested in more than 700 companies but the full list isn't publicly available what makes wechat so successful everyone using smartphone in china has wechat it is a super app as it is an all in one app in addition to im chat like whatsapp it's a social network search engine has music streaming gaming tv and video streaming e-commerce taxis payments banking and many more uses it's like whatsapp facebook google spotify amazon uber netflix airbnb robinhood and many more apps combined into one single entity all the functions you normally use within a mobile phone are available within the app so when a user starts using this app he can do everything within this app and doesn't feel the need to use any other app the wechat experience becomes like using a smartphone and feels like an operating system it provides a seamless and common experience across devices blurring the difference between hardware and software across phones No matter if you are an Android user or iOS user, the experience is just the same. The UI 
and functions feel like the same across devices and operating systems. So no matter if you are switching handsets or the OS, you have that same UI, user experience and utilities. As a result, for you, everything beneath the application is non-consequential. For the user, the app is like an OS and if someday it stops functioning for you, you will feel the pinch. Also, the government has been working for a long time on point-based citizen scoring system and WeChat plays a key role in that. A good citizen keeps company of good people, pays his obligations on time and remains loyal to the country. All of these parameters can be rated by the data kept by WeChat and other companies. Hence, the company also gets some free hand in conducting its day-to-day -day activities. We should also look at the network effects of WeChat. Initially, WeChat was started as a one-sided market catering to only one side, that is the users. It connected them and provided them a way of reaching group of friends. There were positive network effects. Having all friends using the app will provide you more value in joining the app. WeChat could charge users for virtual goodies and avatars. Later on, they identified that businesses were also using the app to reach customers. Hence, they added public accounts on it so that businesses could register themselves and pay for certain activities. They eventually opened the API access for developers, providing ability to check weather forecasts, book taxis, ability to pay and so on. It created a two-sided marketplace wherein businesses have more incentive of using WeChat as there are more users and users have more benefits because there are more friends and there is increased seller competition. Only problem with that is, it is difficult to sustain it. Hence, Tencent has kept on adding new services to it and keeps it under very tight control so that it's hard for users to switch to other apps. For example, they won't be able to pay via WeChat Pay. So now that we understand why WeChat is so successful, let us look at challenges for WeChat and Tencent. The first challenge for the company comes from the competition. The only sizable domestic competition comes to it from Alibaba, which competes with it in multiple domains like e-commerce, banking, cloud computing and so on. Both are fierce rivals and have the blessings of the government with them. However, Alibaba has been more successful than Tencent in e-commerce and cloud computing, while Tencent leads in social networking and gaming. However, few rivals come in between like ByteDance, which has created a shift in what digital content users consume. Both Tencent and Alibaba keeps on investing in such startups to remain insured and remain close to these companies by supporting them with VC funding. The second challenge to them is with respect to privacy and censorship. There are words that just cannot be mentioned within chats by users. Tencent has to abide by the censorship rules of the country and keep on blocking keywords. Many of the games were blocked from publishing and the end-to-end -end encryption available in majority of the western apps is totally absent. Many nations fear that the usage data can be accessed by the government on will. It has led the US to block WeChat from being downloaded within the country. A single order from any government can stop the reins of Tencent. The third challenge is with respect to remaining relevant. Tencent still hasn't mastered the advertising piece of the business nor the AI part and needs to improve how it uses the user data to provide the right experience. So many businesses using WeChat are now questioning the user engagement on WeChat. Digital spending has already started declining due to COVID-19 and the impact will also be felt by Tencent. However, I feel that the long-term growth will be decided by mergers and acquisition strategy of the company and it's similar to finding pearls in the ocean. 
Surely the company has taken few leaves out of the books of successful people like Warren Buffett. We'll see more when it comes up again in our discussion. That's all for 10 cent in this week's episode. But before we go, as a bonus material, you can download the list of disclosed investments that 10 cent has made over the years from our website. That is you can download investment portfolio of 10 cent from the link given in the description. We'll be back in 2 weeks with a new story to share with you. This episode of Gavanama Everything Tech and Money is brought to you by us. As you have made it this far, we hope you are enjoying the show. You can show your support by sharing this podcast with a friend who might enjoy it as well. Bye bye for now.